Welcome to the Hole in the Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. I'm James Groves, and along with my business partner, Bill DeMint, we want to share our journey as small business owners with you. As owners of Hole in the Wall Drywall Repair, we will attempt to peel back the curtain of owning a small business in the trade service industry and talk about the many adventures of owning a small business. Good morning, Bill. Hey, James. How you doing today? Doing good. Hey, I was going to tell you, um, knowing who our guest is today, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about him this morning as I walked out of my house, and um, I looked up at uh, at some of the work that his company did for me. Uh, it's been a couple of years now ago, I guess, uh-huh. and I was actually thinking about him. So um, I'm going to let you introduce him, but um, let me just say that they did a really nice job on my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we get to that point, I would say I would really recommend him. Nice. Well, I've known uh, our guest for, for a couple of years now, for sure, and uh, we're in a, a networking group together. But uh, Michael Batali, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Thanks so much for having me, James and Bill. Uh, it's very nice to hear to be here. Yeah. Michael Batali is the owner of a franchise of Wow One Day Paint here in the Orlando area, and he's become a close friend of ours. Um, we actually refer a lot of our large we do. painting jobs with Hole in the Wall. I just slide them right on over to Michael. Yes. So, yeah. well, welcome. Glad you're here. Thanks for being part of our uh, our podcast today. Um, so, why don't we take a quick second just to kind of let our audience kind of know, you know, who you are, and and obviously we're going to talk about Wow uh, One Day Painting um, a little bit later on. But let's just take a second to figure out kind of who Michael is, and your your story is amazing. So, I want to kind of recap that for everybody. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you again for, for having me here. Uh, so we've I have dual citizenship. I have Italian and Brazilian citizenship, and uh, I've lived in Brazil for most of my life. And uh, we used to vacation in Orlando for almost every year, and uh, we used to come in here very often. And after some uh, things happening there, we said, "Well, it's time to move on to the U.S. So let's take a look at some franchise concepts and apply for a visa." And then after looking for uh, several business concepts, I ended up uh, choosing Wall. Mm. And uh, glad I came across you. And uh, it was really helpful to have you on uh, Lenny on some business. On. Absolutely. So you say you dual citizenship. So Batali, that's Italian. So you've got an Italian citizenship and your Brazilian citizenship. That's correct. And I- I'm glad I have the Italian because... If I was just Brazilian, I was not. I was not going to be able to to get the E two visa, which I have mm. now. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to dig into the E two visa for sure. Um, and then, so you've got kids, and you're married. Obviously, you said you, you, your wife is here on vacation. Yeah. So I have a ten and a fourteen year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, they moved. Uh, we moved four years ago. Nice. And uh, yeah, I have a wife. Very good. Uh, yeah. Now, is she Brazilian or is she Italian? She she is Brazilian. She she Excellent. she has the rights to get the Italian citizenship, but yeah, she is Brazilian. Awesome. Yep. So you're in Brazil. You want to get out of Brazil. You look for opportunities to come to America because obviously Orlando is amazing. Um, so what what is the process? How do you even start looking for some way to do that? Yeah. So it's it was it was a Long process was like a four-year process to, oh, wow. to make the decision. Uh, was not something out of out of the blue. Uh, so first of all, when I got the the uh, first phase was just get the Italian citizenship because mm-hmm. the Brazilians 
cannot have it, uh, cannot apply for E2. Oh. So um, first process was to find an attorney, uh, make sure we qualify for the visa, and then we had to find a business. So, and then the main reason why we chose WAL is because we need to be labor intensive. Uh, we need to employ Americans. We need to generate jobs. Mm. And one of the reasons we're choosing WAL is it's it's because of that. So you had to find a business that you could own, and you had to hire people. So you have to contribute to hiring Americans. Then. Exactly. So even before you get the visa. Uh, you already have to have somebody hired. You already have to have a business. You have to have bought the business. And uh, franchises are a good thing because they they have a, uh, it's a proven concept. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you're applying to E2 and you're, you're getting a franchise business, uh, whoever is evaluating the, and who's going to give you the visa? It's right. it's going to look for something that uh, has been proof. Mm. Um, so a good prospect of the, somebody that's looking for a whole and all franchise is, mm. is 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 a two uh, somebody that's looking for a two visa because you guys have like a proven model, right? A business uh, that that's been on, going on for for quite some time. That's interesting because we, I've known a couple, um, a couple gentlemen, uh, people that are like you that have your visa tied to your business, um, and so as we're looking to sell franchises, it's important that we kind of fish in the right pond, if that makes sense. And obviously, we we want to, you know, be able to support everybody. Um, but your visa, so if you wanted to not do Wow, if you wanted to close down Wow, you wanted to sell off your franchise. Do you have to leave the country? Yes, uh, I, I I I do can change business, uh-huh. but the uh, not the Wow one, but the the company that was formed to and approved for the US, USCIS was mm-hmm. was the the painting business. Mm-hmm. So I could trade. I have other friends that traded some property managed business for a painting company. And the property management business was not going well. So he said, well, I'm going to buy another company. He was able to do the exchange. Uh, so, yeah, it's possible to, to, mm-hmm. to do it. But the, the visa is related to the company. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, before you got into WOW one day, did you have any experience uh, with the painting industry at all? Well, my father had a construction company, so I have lived on that environment, but not hands-on. So I, actually, I was uh, working as a corporate, uh, just at the office, had a lot of people wor- working in and doing it, everything for me. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of, it was a different jump um, to have to do all of it. So yeah. pretty much it was, uh, it's, a, it's a very different day-to-day uh, right. You get to do everything when when before I used to have everybody doing everything for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, sorry, Bill. Do you so you own a company that owns Wow? That's correct. Okay. Yes. So yes. you personally, you, you actually have a, a company, and that entity is the one that got approved. For yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Exactly. The entity is an LLC, mm-hmm. and that entity bought the franchise uh, from Wall. So if you wanted to buy another franchise, that entity would buy. Another franchise? Uh, that entity could buy another franchise, yes. But that entity is also paying royalties to Wall, so mm. 
new we'll place probably right. create a new entity so this entity would want the new uh it's going to be, be the owner of the new one mm. and then uh yeah it could be that yeah, way you don't want wow getting mm-hmm. royalties from another yeah one. so before you selected wow what were some of the other uh industries or options that you had yeah so i had the two business brokers uh they generally do that for free uh, so the business broker approach you and say, well, I'm going to help you find a concept that uh, it's it's related to what you want and uh, you're going to meet your goals. So they did present a few concepts. They presented like a haircutting business, um, which I thought was not going to generate enough income mm-hmm. uh, for the family. It was like more seasonal business for a, a wife, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did presented a food fr- food concept, which is uh, I don't know if I can say the brand name. Sure. sure. Yeah, it's Marco Pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting, I, uh, but a little bit more expensive, uh, and the food is a little bit uh, different from my backgrounds. And uh, we had the penny. We had a property managing company as well. Uh, the property managing company was uh, one of the final. Um, but I had a friend that on the same situation on an E2 visa, he bought this property management company in California and he said, well, the guys are not giving him any support and he's not be able to grow the business. Mm-hmm. He got some, some type. The guys being the franchiser. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he bought the, this, this, this property manager franchise and started working on it. And he said, well, um, the franchisor is not giving me any help. Uh, I'm not being able to grow the business, get new customers. Mm-hmm. So I need to find something else to do. So he ended up finding a, 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 another painting franchise. He bought it and it was doing fine. So that was another thing that made me help on the decision to buy Wall. Mm-hmm. And then I looked for other brands as well. Um, Certa Pro, um, 360 paintings and five star paintings. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them had their areas sold, uh, sometimes for uh, more um, established brands, it's it's hard to get new territories. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then I really like the value proposition of, of Wall. They have been franchising for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did grow 1-800-GET-JUNK. They have other two brands, 1-800-GET-JUNK mm-hmm. and Shackshine. So with one hundred got chunk, they got there in the level that they are the uh, the biggest junk removal in the U.S. Right. Mm-hmm. So they have some knowledge on how to do it. Of yep. course, a painting business is is a totally different thing. Right. Yeah. So have has that panned out? I mean, do you feel like uh, the experience that they had with uh, got junk is that is that carrying over to your wow one day painting? It helps a little bit. Sometimes it, I don't, uh, I think it, the, the different, it's, it's different sizes. So, uh, the one in hundred junkets, it's a much larger business. So when we are in the startup phase, it's, it's a little different. So we, we use the same systems, which it's a downsize because they definitely not serve the same way as a small business and in a big business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it helps in the sense that there is a lot of knowledge into it when you decided to buy the uh, orlando territory what size i mean how many territories did they have you buy is it just one or do you own multiple territories in this area how big was the territory they made you buy so they you can start buying uh 
two, one or two territories. They, they changed this a little bit on uh, the last year. I did buy th three territories. And uh, the main choice was uh, done by, uh, since we're a premium company, we uh, it's very important to, to um, we're selling a premium product. So mm -hmm. uh, I bought the territories where we had the, the, the highest uh, home value mm -hmm. location. So we got Windermere, Winter Park, and some parts of Orlando. Mm. Interesting. So their territories were small. I mean, Windermere is not a very big. I mean, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, not a large population yeah. at all. Interesting. So what size were WoW's territories? Are they, you know, 100,000 people, 200? It, they used to do it by households, and I think uh, it was... 5,000 households, and now they're doing by population. So the territories are now a little bit bigger, but they're also more expensive. So they did some changing back in this November. So the territories now are by population, not more into uh, households. Mm. And how strict are they on you working outside of your territory? And how do they, I'm always curious, how do they police that? How would they monitor that? So right now there's no restrictions because there's no other uh, there's there's no other franchisee. So you're the only Wow in town. I'm the only Wow in town. So I pretty much I just ask them to serve other areas, and they it's okay for them. There's no since we're making revenue, it's it's good for them. If mm -hmm. even if we're servicing out of so the if someone else wanted to buy a neighboring territory, would they come to you first and say we're about to sell? No, you know, Sanford, or they, they would they, they won't do it. They yeah. yeah, yeah. They they will sell. They will communicate afterwards. Sometimes they do sell. Mm -hmm. uh, they do send you the prospect franchisee for you to talk to them. Mm -hmm. um, so they'll let you talk to them, so you, they'll get a feel for the business from you. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it's it's a big part of having the older franchisees talking to to new ones. Have you thought about acquiring more territories in the Orlando area to avoid? having someone else kind of swoop in? I did. There's two sides of that. Uh, one, uh, having more people in the Orlando area, it, it would be good because uh, right now we just have, uh, it's just me uh, investing mm -hmm. into marketing. And if we would have more people, it's um, we're going to be splitting marketing costs. Mm -hmm. So of if course. you're doing some marketing in Winter Garden, that's going to reflect over here. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to reflect everywhere. Mm. So it, I think it, if we had more people, we could grow together faster. So you're not intimidated by having another franchisee come in and buy neighboring territories? Not at all. No, not at all. Especially because I think I chose the best ones. Uh, mm. I, I was the first one. So uh, I think the, the best locations have been uh, already settled. And uh, having more people would be a positive thing. Mm -hmm. uh, they they did offer uh, some discount pricing for older uh, franchise partners to buy new territories up to to now. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, uh, let's wait a little bit and, and might get some more territories in the future. Mm -hmm. By the way, that's a benefit of Hole in the Wall because all of our territories are currently available. So. All of our inventory is available. So, okay, I'm getting Orlando now. <laughs> Except <laughs> for Orlando. <laughs> Except Orlando. Yeah, Although there, there's some couple of guys there already rocking pretty yeah. good. I would say Lakeland. If you wanted to go to Lakeland, I'd say yeah. Lakeland. The Villages <laughs> is nice. The Villages. Good on you. I'd say the Villages, yeah. too. Yeah. That's already established. We already have an SEO up there. I would just nice. slide that to you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
pretty funny. Um, well, excellent. I am curious um, about the support that you're getting from your franchise or like, like how often do you talk to them? Is there a requirement that you uh, meet with them or talk to them? Yeah. And also be curious about what level of training you receive from the franchisor. Yeah. Coming in cold, not ever owning a painting business, knowing a little bit about construction, but how did you get kind of ramped up and how long was that process? Okay, so they do have um, two type of trainings. Uh, you used to get, you used to need to get to Vancouver to to get the training. It was a few days of training, one interior, one exterior, and uh, in between, how to run the business and all the systems and everything. With the COVID, they 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 did bought, they did bring a lot out of that online, so you can do some training online before uh, even show up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so training, it's more a basic thing. You cannot really know how to run a company or a painting business in a week or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get, you get to learn while you're going. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. Um, all the day today. Uh, you just don't know anything. And, it, and business is, is different from running from in Canada and in Florida. It's completely mm-hmm. different. So mm-hmm. they... they they have no idea on how to do that. So if somebody from other has been running a wall any other places, when they get here, they, it's going to be completely different. It'll be different, yeah. Uh, but then the other question was... What kind of support do you get? I mean, how often do you talk to them? Yeah, we generally, uh, we have a monthly um, system call where everybody gets together and all the news is, is spread out to the... To the franchisees, to the sixty-five mm-hmm. franchisees, um, and there is a coaching call as well, uh, once a month uh, with your coach. When you are beginning, you can do that weekly, uh, and at the beginning, it's really important to have more contact yeah, I'm sure that's because helpful. yeah, sure. you, you don't know what you're doing, so you, you need somebody to to mm-hmm. be uh, helping with uh, a lot of aspects. Have uh, they ever come to visit you on site? Yeah, they did uh, two field visits. Yeah. They they generally do uh, once a year, but mm-hmm. with the COVID, they stop it. And then after COVID, they did one, and they did one before. Just so when you're starting, they 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 do come in and help you out as well. Mm-hmm. One thing they are doing now is that the training instead of of being in Vancouver, they are put you together with another franchisee. Mm. So you can see the operations mm. and see how that really works. Yeah. I think that's even better. So uh, I think they 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 got that better. Instead of going to Vancouver, you're just uh, going with a reoperation. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious how much effort or if any you've had to put in to self educate either for the business or for painting or you know whatever elements are tied to your business. How much effort have you had to put in training yourself outside of the um, franchise system? It's a lot. Yeah, if if you want to be good and you want to uh, do a really good job, you have to train yourself much more than the the, the franchisor is is giving out to you. Because mm-hmm. especially on the product side, what you're going to use uh, and know the details and secrets and how to do it, it's it's really you have to put a lot on on, on training, on, on on checking blogs and. Um, podcasts and so there is especially if you're doing some specialty like uh, garage epoxy floors or kitchen cabinets so mm-hmm. that's something that that there is a knowledge that's not with the franchisor mm-hmm. 
Uh, one another thing I forgot to mention on the on the previous uh, question is that we do have a chat group. It's like uh, um, it's a it's a Google thing. So we all of the franchisees are connected there. So if anybody is running into something they have never done or they have never estimated, mm-hmm. so we can shoot that on the group. And there's yeah, it's kind of a phone two, a three. phone a friend thing, isn't it? Yep. So mm-hmm. we have like. Five guys saying, well, I did this, I charted that. Uh, if you have an issue on, on how to solve something, you just put it there. Or you have five guys saying, well, you should do this or talk to your rep and uh, they're going to lead you the way. So there is, there is, I would say there is a knowledge from 65 people that are running similar yeah. business that can help you out. So that, right. that's a big advantage of being yep. into a group. So we, we say that we're always... Um, uh, bigger and better together. I'm nice. sure that's true. That's great because because yeah. you you're not alone. You're not on an island all by yourself. You've got the, that support. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Starting a business is very hard, and if you're doing it by yourself, it's mm-hmm. even hard. That's why I think the franchise model is really good because you get all the support for the franchisor and the group. That's uh, yeah. We we it. like to say you're mm-hmm. you're in business for yourself, but you're not in business by yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I'm curious, um, as your, how long have you been? First of all, how long has has your uh, Wow franchise been operating? So I bought it in 2018. Okay. Uh, so I had to buy it before, get the visa approval. Uh, the visa was approved in March. Uh, then I flew in uh, to the U.S. in June, started operating the business, got back to Brazil in July, got the family and brought back. So oh, wow. it's pretty much, uh, yeah, we started operating in the midst of uh, 2019. And, and so have you developed a specialty as, as you've evolved since 2018? Like we like this kind of job or these are really more profitable or is there, you know, kind of a hierarchy or uh, of work that you like to do? Uh, the ones that pay lots of money. And and our limited effort, yeah, yeah, right. Low hanging fruit, we call it. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, operating exteriors during the summer is hard on the team. Uh, they generally cannot produce as much, so you get you get lower margins. Mm. Um, and we're pretty much more into the repainting in residential. When we get to commercial and new constructions, we are not that good. We're not that efficient. We are not that competitive. So, is, is the new market one that you've pursued? The the what? New construction market? No, we don't pursue new construction. Okay. We're never competitive on new constructions. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how exactly people are able to charge so less when it's much more demanding right. in terms of timing. Yeah, you know, as as you well know, I, my my background was in painting and had and I had a painting company for many years, but I I've concluded the same thing you did. The margins are so low and it's so competitive doing new construction that I just, I just denied all requests for it. I just didn't pursue it at all. Yeah. And we don't, and do for that. the same reasons yeah. that you have, and we don't do that for a whole in a while. We don't, we, we just don't entertain a lot. And of, we're offered that work a lot. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, we probably get half a dozen bids a week. You know, there's a shoe store going in the mall. You want to hang rock in here. You want to, you know what, we're just not geared for that and it's not profitable for us. Yeah, exactly. I get, I get a lot of requests for commercial uh, bids, and uh, seems like general contractors are, are bidding. So sometimes they're uh, you get you get to bid two two jobs for two general contractors are the same, and mm-hmm. at the end, I, I don't know what 
what really happens mm -hmm. uh, and who chooses who and it's, it's a black box. Yeah. So when you hire new people, are you already hiring painters that already know what they're doing or do you have to train them a certain wow way or is there, a, how, how do you train your new employees? Are you doing it yourself or do you plug them into your wow system? So we do have a, a training system uh, with Wall for new painters, uh, so they can go online and and, and do the training. Mm -hmm. um, some of them they uh, have limited English, so it, it's it's kind of hard to to have them go through that uh, without the the. Because your the the training is only in English. The training is only English. Which, you know what? That brings up an interesting point. Why wouldn't somebody? translate the training to make it more effective especially in the trades simple yes. fix yes yeah and yeah that's that 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 has been requested uh, so i hope they are they're working on it because i would say that 70 percent of the the workforce uh, doesn't have the english as primarily language right. uh, so it, it's been requested you're probably working on it but that's something uh, you guys should consider if the workforce for the yeah yeah I like, that's an interesting thought yeah, it, 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 i mean the light bulb went off in my head i think the same time it went off in yours mm -hmm. like oh maybe we could because we our employees have to speak english because we're doing a lot of, in, of interaction with homeowners yeah and they're typically not in some in someone's home with a team like right. you have a team lead that speaks english but um, they're in there by themselves. Yeah, if you've got one person on the team that can speak good English, that's fine. Um, but our guys are typically working solo or working with solo. just a helper. Yeah. But bilingual people are, are crucial. We have we have a few. That yeah, we have several. Very, mm -hmm. Yeah, crazy. so, yeah, all of job site managers need to speak uh, both English yeah, and Portuguese so they communicate with the customer. Mm -hmm. uh, and... So when we get somebody that uh, is not going to be able to be trained online, so we trained and on site. Mm -hmm. uh, so and you started to say your guys speak Portuguese, right? That's the Brazilian yeah language. A, and so the, are you are you then recruiting out of the Brazilian community here in Orlando? Uh, I have tried before. I have tried the Venezuelan community. Uh, I actually had a Venezuela for almost two years in the team. Um, but I found out uh, that the—I don't know if, if it's a language thing, but uh, I think the Brazilians work hard, and then it's—it's—they—they they understand better the Huawei. Um, our main goal is to have happy customers, so they—they mm -hmm. they do work for to get that, and so when when they get that value proposition, it's 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 easier. So. Uh, I did not had a good experience hiring Americans. Uh, they tend to uh, not work as hard. Um, so yeah. my go-to is it's bilinguals uh, with a Portuguese background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, labor is is the, one of the bigger challenges in the trades that I've yeah. Found it's been lately. a struggle for a while, hasn't it, James? Yeah, I mean we just we just try to hire the the best people we can, um, and. There's no shortcuts. You just have to, can we call it kiss a lot of frogs. Mm -hmm. You know, you just got to, until you find Prince Charming. Yeah. And, and when you do, how refreshing. We've had yeah. some all-stars that we hired and just yeah. worth the effort. But boy, we've had a few duds. Ooh. I mean, actually, Michael and I were at a job fair yesterday um, eating uh, Marco's Pizza Subs. We actually actually had Marco's Pizza Subs. Um, we had to experience a, a job fair 
that literally was like crickets. It was no one showed up. Mm. Like we sat there for three hours and five people showed up. So it's a difficult market sometimes to find to find people, which is where I was curious as a business owner who's not necessarily a, a, an operator. Like you're not actually putting paint on on walls very often. But you have to now. We have to hire people to do that job. Um, that's what I, I guess for Hole in the Wall. We're just set up that you can either be an owner operator or you can be a manager owner. Um, have you found it difficult that you're not the one that's actually doing it, or you find it refreshing that you don't have to be on job site all the time? Well, there's two sides of it. Uh, one, if you want to grow the business, you you don't you're not going to have the time to be putting paint on the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes or a few times I had to um, put my hands on uh, because I didn't have enough people and we had very short timelines to have it completed on commercial jobs that the guy was going to open in the store the next day. So, uh, But if I was on the job site, I was not be able to run the business properly. Mm-hmm. So I chose not to do that. Uh, so if I have any free time, uh, I'm not going to go there and help the guys. I'm just going to go and do some more marketing and bring mm-hmm. some more business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use my time in a way that I'm going to try to grow the company, just not do that more profitable because I'm using my labor as it. Right. Um, so I have a question there. So yeah. you have two mo- you said you have two models. You can yeah. be an operator or you can be a managed uh, operator. So the managed operator, was, it's, it's going to go into the truck. And it's, 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 well, we're set up that if... If you can manage your time, right? Because our model is if you can estimate a job, about 70% of what we do, we estimate via phone calls or and, emails. And photos, yeah. Photos. So people send us text messages or emails, and we can say, you know what, that's going to cost you X number of dollars based on the material that they send us. And then we have um, we have an estimator that will go out at the job. If we say that the job just looks too big for us to quote over the phone, we'll send an estimator out to, to, to go look at it. So when we had the operations um, in Birmingham, he was a general manager. Yeah, he did it all. That did it all. And so he would have to, to you know, like Bill used to do in the, in, in the early mm-hmm. days is lunch break would come. He'd put a clean shirt on. He'd go look at his house and, and yep. get a job. After, after dinner, many nights, yep. out to look at one or two jobs. And so so you're running, you know, you're running around kind of doing the bids. But luckily, um, our system, a lot of those bids you can do basically with just some some you know, some basic data from the homeowner. So our intake process really requires a homeowner to, to feed us more information. Mm-hmm. Can't you just come out and look? Yes, we absolutely can, but our process starts with, and they have to send photos and details. But That's a time saving. It, it does save time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you uh, So if you're going to be an owner-operator, obviously it's possible. You won't stay that way. You can't, you can't grow. Yeah, you won't be able to grow. You know, you can't grow if you're an owner-operator. As as as, e- as easily because you will have to train other employees. You want to get another mm-hmm. truck, and all of a sudden, to keep two or three trucks busy, yeah, that's that many more estimates. So you will either have to hire a manager that can run the estimating and office stuff, or you have to be that person. Yep. Yeah, and at some point, it. like you said, you just got to stop working in the business and mm-hmm. start working on it. Right. So instead yep. of being the guy who goes to help do the actual painting or drywall, you now hire somebody to do that. And you oversee it, mm-hmm. but the other the other side of that coin, the other model, um, would be someone who is a business guy coming in in the beginning to buy a hole in the wall, 
And then you would start out with, you know, a handful of territories and a couple of trucks. Mm -hmm. And then you hire and train uh, several people to do that while you go out and work on the business. Yeah. And we have really solid and predictable numbers of what that would look like. Mm -hmm. I think that would probably be the best approach, you know, Listen, I'm going to invest X number of dollars in. I'm going to buy a couple of trucks, and then I'm going to hire and train the guys to go in those trucks, and I'm going to go sell like crazy. Yep. And we're going to network. We're going to go to BNI meetings. We're going to go to chamber of commerce meetings. We're going to do yep. social know, media. It's going to be media. off the charts. Yeah, we're knocking on doors. We're just you know meeting burning other, shoe leather other trades people. Yeah, burning shoe leather. I mean, it's just get out there and <laughs> beat the streets. You know, um, because you have to grow the business to pay the guys to keep the trucks rolling. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then training is going to happen uh, uh, here. Who, who's going to train the, the employees on the on the whoever buys a whole well, franchise? So the franchisee will spend um, some time here. We're going to do. We have a pre-training where they can go online. We have a trainual online portal that will the basics. So we've got training that is like how do you read a tape measure all the way up to how do you texture drywall. Um, we got videos and interactive things. So. They can look through that ahead of time. We have um, a warehouse just down down the hall here that we have a lab set up. We call it the School of Rock, where it's being, there's walls and ceilings, and we can train probably three or four people easily at a time. And um, so when we hire new employees here, they have to go spend time in the lab. Right. And if they ever want to brush up on their skills, they can go spend time um, yeah. in the lab. So, so theoretically, a franchisee will come in here for a week, uh, and with that, he'll get the technical skills of how to actually work with drywall, how to, I mean, it's going to take some time for them to get good at it if that's not mm-hmm. what they've done in the past, but they'll also learn how to use our office systems for mm-hmm. uh, doing bidding and estimating, uh, collecting payments, yeah. how to actually speak on the phone. You know, here's mm-hmm. how you pick up your phone. Yeah, here's the script. Here's, here's how the, you answer it. Yeah, and being able to, you know, here's here's how you access the the CRM system, mm-hmm. you know, how you, here's how we bid, here's how we invoice, here's how yeah. we collect payment. Um, and then we will actually send one of our technicians out to work with them for a few days or a week. Um, and then they will have, I can't remember what the term was you used, just like a coach perhaps. Mm-hmm. Coach, yes. So our guys will behave as coaches as well uh, while they're out in the field working with them uh, to make sure that they're, you know, doing the steps correctly that we need done to, to mm-hmm. do a hole-in-the-wall quality job. Um, and then that person will probably kind of serve as their coach. And in the beginning, just like with you guys, we'll be, we'll be reaching out and mm-hmm. speaking probably on a weekly basis um, because we, we want to get them ramped up and successful as soon as possible because the franchisee's success is the franchisor's success. There, there is no franchise or success if, if you're – Franchisees aren't succeeding. Exactly. So we're going to make every effort to do that. Plus, they, they will have um, constant access to the training that we have on Trainual. So if they have forgotten something or they're not sure, uh, they'll have that. We'll have phone a friend. Listen, there's any one of half a dozen people uh, mm-hmm. at this office in Orlando that would be thrilled to answer a question for you on anything that's stumping you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as we get gain franchisees and obviously we want to build a similar system to wow. So where they have the ability to, right. To kind of sharpen each other as yes. well. Um, I got a question. The relationship that you have, that wow has with Sherwin, 
Is that something you brought to the table, or did did, did well make you or lead you to the Sherwin Williams? Well, we have a national account system, mm-hmm. uh, so they have partnership with uh, Sherwin Williams, Benjamin Warren, and PPG. Okay. Depending on where you're located in the U.S. and Canada, there is there are stronger partners. Mm-hmm. So. The Canada franchisees, they, they tend to go more to PPG because they're stronger in there. And then if you get the northeast of the U.S., Benjamin Moore is stronger there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more retail stores uh, south of the U.S. Uh, Shortlands is a stronger one. Right. So you have the option to go wherever you need. Mm-hmm. And the customers, sometimes there's some people coming from north over here that said, well, I really want to use Benjamin Moore. And said, well, that's okay. We mm-hmm. can have Benjamin Moore. It's just not our day to day because there's not a lot of retail right. stores. Yeah, and they do, even though they're not the predominant provider here, they do have a presence. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So. And so, like, like even yesterday when we were in our BNI meeting, you uh, you had a new product that that you were showing. Is that something that Wow brought to you, or is that something you found through the vendor? Yeah. So I, I did found that through Sherwin Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always go after uh, innovations and, and new things. Uh, and <laughs> that's, that's because we need to bring value to the customers. Yes. So that's not something that's coming from wall. So, so, so what was that, by the way? It was an additive you put in paint that does... That it's an additive that's going to uh, kill out the smell. So, so it, it reduces the VOCs. It reduces, yeah, VOCs, it, 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 it bonds to the molecules of the, of the smell on the paint, and mm. it, it, it kills it. Oh, so uh, if there's somebody with... Uh, there's, it's sensitive to smells, or mm. if you're doing a hospital, or if you're doing... Uh, office that people can 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 become sick. We, we, we once we had done like eleven clinics uh, mm-hmm. out in the Orlando area, so we had to use a very low VOCs, and then uh, those, are, this, those are expensive. The low VOC paints are, are, are pricier, right? Yeah, they are pricier. Uh, but there's people that are willing to 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 work with that because mm-hmm. they, their operations need to keep running. So, mm-hmm. uh, so all these innovations like the the non-smell or uh, with scents, uh, that's something I go for. So yeah. it's not it's not it's not coming from the franchisor. You know, that's a really important uh, element of being in business too, or business owner, what is constantly being aware of what is new, what what's what's on the cutting edge, what's happening, um, because a lot of people don't realize that construction industry evolves. Exactly, yeah. There was a guy I trained with back in the 1980s, okay? He was an older guy then, but he began his painting career painting ceilings when he was in college with a 10-inch wide paintbrush eight hours a day because there wasn't even roller equipment. So eventually roller equipment was developed, then proper spraying equipment, and the industry continues to evolve. New things are developed. Um, I know that... we started looking for specific tools uh-huh. for what we do, and we wound up kind of developing our own. Yeah, yeah. We to fill the need, had to innovate a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, other strategic partners. How how important is it that you find these other strategic partners? I mean, for us, we obviously have Sherwin Williams as one of our big strategic partners. Um, we have relationships with other vendors in town. Um. So for you, you've got Sherwin. Who, I mean, what other like vendor partnership have you had a chance to work with, or is your painting partners the, the only ones? Uh, 
pretty much Sherwin's big uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, takes a big part on that, on that role because they they have a big line of products. But even uh, I think it, it's it's not a too you have to go after them to to get the innovations. You have to learn about their their, their line of products mm-hmm. because if you just get to the store and you go with uh, basic things, yep. you're gonna be a basic. Yeah. Listen, I discovered working with Sherwin, you just have to ask a lot of questions. And, and even I, and I, I found out after a couple of years, I knew more about their products than they did because I was constantly reading. Exactly. Even the reps, they don't know about it because mm-hmm. they don't they don't know that they're not on the field. They don't know what the customers want. So mm-hmm. you have to see what the needs are from the customers and then go back and think what's the best product to be using. And then you need to be faster, you need to be more productive to be more competitive and then get that savings onto the customers. So besides Sherwin-Williams, we also have a partnership with a supplier for uh, polyaspartic, uh, which is an upgrade from epoxy floors. Uh, mm. So we do garage epoxy floors. Um, when you started doing the epoxy floor, did you have to get permission from WOW or did they give that idea to you? No, no. Actually, that's not on their uh, on their model. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a little bit out of scope. Uh-huh. They they don't even know. They don't have anybody on the team that does it. Uh-huh. But there was one franchise that was in Calgary. Uh, he's the one that has already been doing it, and he actually uh, referred me uh, one of the suppliers, which by chance his manufacturing facility is in uh, Calgary but has a distribution center in Jacksonville. Hmm. So we were pretty close from then. So it yeah. was was a was a good thing. So and, and then WoW doesn't have a they don't care that you're doing epoxy floors, right? No, no, no. Okay. No. As long as uh, you're invoicing and getting royalties. Producing there. revenue. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. They 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 want they want us to grow. So we have operations that are doing one, two million and the the biggest one, which is Toronto, is doing five million dollars a year. Oh wow, that's impressive. Uh, so uh, yeah, they they do give you tools, and uh, you can get the experience. You can talk to the guys that are making that uh, revenue to be able to uh, to grow. Uh, and uh, so there are annual meetings that we do plannings for next year. So we do business planning and uh, we share uh, information how to to grow. That's that's a, g- a very good part of that. Nice. Any other vendor relations that you have to that you've had to find? Those are the big ones, I would think. We actually have Sherwin Williams coming on the podcast here in a few weeks. So. Oh, we do. Yeah, we're going to do a the, the the Florida rap's going to come on. That will be exciting. Yeah. Yeah, we. No, we do have uh, some other uh, smaller suppliers, but mm-hmm. they're more uh, temporary. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and then sometimes you have to go to, for example, Benjamin Moore for some products because yeah. Sherwin doesn't have as good as a product as Benjamin Moore. So we try to use the best <coughs> from each vendor. Yep, of course. Uh, so if uh, we're doing. Um, a specific cabinet project, uh, we're going to use like the best product for that, which is not on the Sherwin-Williams line. So, Michael, do you have any advice as franchisors, new franchisors that we are, um, any advice for us from coming from the franchisee side that we can learn from that you would recommend for us to do? Yeah, definitely. So um, 
I, I would say listen to, to the franchisees because they are on the front. You guys run the operations, but if you step out of that and you just have franchisees, it's, it's going to be a little bit hard to understand the needs uh, to run the operation. Uh, so uh, the great advantage uh, your franchisees would have is because uh, they are dealing with a franchisor that's operating the business. That's not happening with, with Wall. Mm. Uh, they are not operating a direct business. Uh, so listen to what the guys are saying because uh, if, if they're asking you for something, it's probably because they need it. So if I would say, uh, for example, we have a gap today on our system. We're using a system that's um, uh, it's a big brand, CRM system, but it doesn't, uh, it, it, it does not, not, not help us uh, uh on the daily day operations. Mm. Uh, and we have been demanding a new system and it, it's hard to get traction. Uh, so yeah, really listen to them and, and, and try to deliver that uh, within reason, of course, mm. because mm -hmm. there's some kind of people that's gonna ask for everything. Sure, but, that's good advice because we know this, we know our product from our foxhole, right? Mm -hmm. We know right. We know Orlando, we know Florida. Um, but if we sell in Boise, Idaho, mm -hmm. we may not know Boise. So yeah. we may need to, we're going to have to rely on the franchisee to help us. Yeah, and kind of let us know what their need is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe you need to do some adjustments on, mm -hmm. the, on the business model. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe you need some different vendors uh, for that location because mm -hmm. it's so cold. It's different from the Florida yeah. climate. Mm -hmm. uh, and then another thing you have to think about it, sometimes it's, it's slowed down on, on the cooler times mm -hmm. more than it's slowed downs in Florida. So... Uh, you might need to think of a plan for those franchisees that are located on, on a very cold, cold climate. Yeah, we ran into that, the cold issue in Birmingham. It was like mm -hmm. like all of our uniforms are T-shirts, and we let our guys wear shorts, and all of a sudden our guy in Birmingham is going, um, can I have a whole new jacket, jacket, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big deal. Uh, well, Michael, thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. Um, excited to uh, to. Be, be your friend and have you here. Um, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and, and WOW, um, let us know. How, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, we have our website. It's wowonday.com. Uh, you can Google us, uh, wow One Day. Uh, it's probably going to show up. And also call me directly on my phone. It's 407-227-3890. 407-227-3890. Awesome. Very good. Well, Michael, we thank you for coming. We appreciate it. Yeah, we, thanks, uh, for, thanks for being here today. We'll, we'll, we'll pay you for being here with some, some lunch here. So thank, thank you. Very, thank, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Hole in the Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. We'd love for you to join our Facebook group and keep the conversation going. If you'd like to learn more about us and our business, check us out at holeinthewall.com. If you'd like to learn more about how to start a Hole in the Wall franchise, go to holeinthewallfranchising.com.